Previously on Star Trek Excelsior. There were complications with Captain Cortez's latest surgery. What? She's dying. We could have made a terrific team. It wasn't ours to have. I just finished my autopsy of Mr. Amara. The wasting isn't what killed him. What exactly are you saying, Doctor? The Omara was murdered. What kind of a just society do you really have if you just go around killing everybody who gets in the way? A safe one. But not a just one. Lieutenant, put down the phaser. I'm sorry, sir. The decision is out of my hands now. And I'm afraid I mean that quite literally. Just set the phaser down on your desk and walk out that door, Roll. You won't get away with this if you do anything else. Believe me, sir. I'm trying to do exactly that. But like I said, it's... The computer chip! I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Do... That... Let's just say those nanites enhance me in many ways. But they have a considerable influence over my free will. Yes, I killed Leo Amara and David Robbins. But I was under orders to do so and my superiors had no intention of giving me a choice. That's... that's insane. Which is why you'd never believe it if you weren't standing over me right now staring at the evidence. Suffice it to say that the urge seems to have passed, and I don't expect it to return until I receive new orders from my superior. And who is that superior? A man named... Brahms. General, the silent alarm just... General Brahms. Security, this is tactical. I have a code 47 Alpha in the General's ready room. The General has been abducted. Repeat, the General has been abducted. Now, General, let's see how you hold up on the other side of the interrogation table. And now, the continuation. First Officer's Log, Final Entry. Character, you said. People who were ready... Who were ready to grow into something great. I wish the Excelsior's new commander were more like you. Goodbye, Captain. Goodbye, Rachel. Begin Captain's Log, today's Stardate. Ah, Commander Dovan. General Brahms, we meet at last. Actually, Commander, we meet again. Again? You're that desacked Pach I spoke to on subspace. Guilty as charged. Though, that is the only charge on which you'll find me guilty. Lieutenant Yubari, if you'll wait outside, please. I'd like to speak with the General directly for a few minutes. Alone. Sir, regulations- I'm not asking, Lieutenant. So, even you aren't above indulging in a few... 
Shades of Grey? Ms. Yubari, you are a damned impertinent officer. And that means something coming from me. But of all the things you do that would drive a more uptight officer mad, the only one that really bothers me is that smirk of yours. Work on it. Now get out. Sir. General, we can do this the easy way. Or the easy way. Turns out some short-sighted bureaucrat who worked on the Federation Charter gave rights to people like you. So the hard way is out. I believe those rights included having a witness present at all interrogations to prevent abuse. Yes. Well, I've never really been one for following the exact letter of the law. This goes a bit beyond violating some arcane bylaw, Commander. Well, the spirit of the law is flexible, too. Flexible. Interesting. I'm afraid you won't get very much out of me without bending the law a lot further than that, Mr. Dovan. I'll say no more than what honor requires of me as a Starfleet officer. Ha! Honor from you. That is supposed to be funny, right? Commander, I graduated from the same academy and swore the same oath you did. Then you broke it. That depends on how you interpret the oath. No doubt. In fact, I'm thinking of using the same interpretation of the Dominion War Detainee Treatment Act to hit you in your face right now. Physical violence is unlikely to produce any results. You'll only feel guilty about it later. I'm not too certain whether that means you don't know me well at all, or you know me all too well. Perhaps both. Is this an interrogation or an afternoon tea? The former. General Brahms. What's going on? A surprisingly insightful question from you, Commander. And? And, as a matter of national security, I'm not at liberty to discuss it with you. Excellent. Really? How so? I already have very good evidence implicating you in the murders of Leo Amara and David Robbins, General. I'm meeting with my chief engineer after this. He says he has enough evidence to close the case, and he did not suggest that I release you in the meantime. I don't like you, General. You kidnapped my chief of security, and that's a terrible way to make a first impression with me. If you don't breathe one word about what's going on, then that's your one chance at exoneration right out the window. Now, if you'll excuse me. You make a very compelling argument, Mr. Dovan. Well played. I can't tell you very much, Commander, but I can tell you this. If your people are the least bit competent, you'll have everything you need to know, with or without my help, in the next 45 minutes, perhaps sooner. 
Once your senior staff has put all the pieces together, if they haven't already, someone is going to come to you and tell you a story. It's a good story, full of brave men and hard times and dark deeds. Deeds. Deeds worthy of song. The story also happens to be true. But when you're listening to it, I want you to consider a couple of points. Consider them very carefully. First, it does not explain why we cracked down so hard when our officer, Asuka Yubari, defected to your ship. I'd hardly call a simple division transfer a defection. Call it what you will, Commander. Our reaction to it did not fit the crime. Not in the incomplete framework in which you are considering it. Second, the story will probably explain how Leo Amara was killed, and who killed him, but it will not explain why Amara was murdered. You cannot understand this week's killings without understanding the Sword of Damocles. Sword of Damocles. I've heard that code name before. Really? Yeah. In a report somewhere. Can't remember where or why. I don't know what it is. I'm only asking you to remember exactly that. You don't know all the pieces that are in play. You could explain it to me. You do seem to be the key to all of this. Oh. <laughs> but what good is the right key in the wrong door, Commander? What's on heading 114 Mark 388 Mark 8? How do you know that course? Captain Cortez gave it to me. Right before she died. She said that I needed to go there. That you would try to stop me. But she said that you were wrong. That does not make sense, Commander. Seems pretty clear to me. A few hours before she was first injured on Valandria, Captain Cortez gave me very specific instructions. There'd been a breach. Take drastic measures. Prevent catastrophe. That's exactly what I, what we, did. You couldn't possibly expect me to believe that Captain Cortez ordered these killings. Captain Cortez was a tough cookie, Commander. When it came down to it, she never shrank from her duty. A few months ago, she shot her own captain dead in front of the entire bridge crew and assumed command. Sharva Suresh. It seems the security of that operation was not nearly as airtight as my division asked it to be. I'm not going to just take your word for this, General. So instead, you're going to take the word of that drug-addled woman you watched die less than an hour ago. Her veins were filled to bursting with yonarum. She probably had no idea what's out there. What makes you so sure? Because I know what's out there! Don't follow that course heading until we've spoken again, Commander. Too much depends on it. I'll do anything I think I have to. However, we will speak about this again. And soon. I look forward to it. You shouldn't. Do you know what the great conceit of fiction is, Dovan? Sesquipedalianity. 
It's Latin for lots of big words. The conceit of fiction is that it presumes to have an ending. I keep learning that the real world doesn't work that way. You're wrong. Your story does have an ending, Brahms. You're an accessory to murder and a damned liar to boot. One way or another, whether you help me or not, you're going to prison. I'll see to it you die there. Do not presume to judge me, Commander. You don't know what you're dealing with. Is that a threat? That depends on you. Sleep, General. Poorly. May your dreams disturb you. Always. Sir? Well, the arm is a lost cause, but he might be able to keep the eye if you get him to sickbay quickly. What? I'm kidding you, Bari. I didn't lay a hand on him. Get him back to his cell. He's lucky you're in command and not me. Why, Lieutenant? That's the closest thing to a compliment I've ever heard from you. I only meant... I know what you meant. Now get to it. Oh there. What seems to be the trouble with this bulkhead? Ensign Shinlin Shadun, Commander. I am in charge of this repair team from the Sizemore. Oh, another group of Sizemores. I'll pass my compliments on to your captain, our admiral. Noted, sir. We are chasing a bug through the Excelsior's bioneural relay system. We have isolated it at this time and expect full systems restoration within the hour. There may be a brief power interruption on this deck during the purge. Understood. Thank you. Carry on, Ensign. Sir. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the... Duh, who am I kidding? This is the starship Excelsior. We use an ancient gateway to explore the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Our assignment is to find out what we can and come back alive. The rest is rhetoric. Larry Phelan as Commander Alcar Dovan. Samuel Gillis as Lieutenant Alex Lorock. Michael Liebman as Alex Roll. Emily Potter as Dr. Melissa Sharp. And Caitlin Haney as Lieutenant Asuka Yubari. I 
tonight's episode, Murder in the Blue Morgue, Part 4, The Manchurian Officer. Doctor. Lieutenant Yuvari, welcome to my humble sickbay. I want something for a headache. Why? Do you have a headache? Yes. Hmm. How long have you had these symptoms? 47 minutes. Exactly 47 minutes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wanna talk about it? Oh, at last! My childhood dream comes true! Someone close to me wants to talk about my feelings. Sarcasm's a new trick for you, Lieutenant. I don't see how. I was being... Never mind. Is it Brahms? If you already knew why I had a headache, why did you ask? I'm sure you would really want to punch him through a wall right now. Let me see your neck. No. That's the problem. I don't want to hit him. And that just makes me want to hit him even more. That's... Yes, I can see where that would be very trying. I don't understand. The general saved my life. I was unconscious and bleeding to death, and he dragged me out of the middle of a firefight. And that's not the only way he saved me. He saved me from myself more ways than I can count. Yes, I failed as a spy, but I've done a lot worse. Nobody died this time. So why did he react so differently this time? What did I do wrong? I'm sure it's not your fault, Lieutenant. You don't know that. You have no idea what my life has been, what his life is. And what's more, I didn't ask you. There should be a personality section on the academy entrance exam. I wouldn't worry, Lieutenant. We've broken out of worse prisons than this before. Correction. I've broken out of worse prisons than this before. You weren't exactly yourself by the time we finally got out of Z. Perhaps not. (laughs) But at least I didn't have that ridiculous beard. (laughs) (sighs) Something's wrong, isn't it? I've always loved that about you, Isaac. I never have to tell you anything. You already know. Knowing things is my business. Has there been another breach? Not as such. I met someone, Isaac. Someone special. This wouldn't have anything to do with why you couldn't stand up when they dragged you in here, would it? Ah, Dr. Sharp's famous 12cc instant paralysis cocktail. Yes, it does. I guess that's an odd way for me to introduce Alex Lorock. Lieutenant Junior Grade Alex Lorock, Chief Engineer. Full Lieutenant. Promoted today. I'd say he's on track to be the new First Officer. Really? That's... This Dovan is becoming a very interesting adversary. An adversary? 
Has it come to that? I hear a note of reluctance in your question. A sentimental attachment? At this stage? I hardly know the man. He's a good commander, although he doesn't want to admit it. But no, I don't have personal feelings for him. What about Mr. Lorak? Lieutenant Lorak is a naive, self-righteous, moralizing child who parades about under the delusion that he has any idea what he's talking about. Then I'm afraid I don't quite understand your problem. The problem is, he believes it, Isaac. Alex Lorak is an idealist. What do you mean? I mean, an actual, honest-to-God idealist. Here, at this hour of the day. That changes everything. I don't understand. Has he learned anything? Of course not. You know my genetic controls prevent me from divulging anything about my genetic controls. You mean he injected you with a paralyzing agent and arrested you on pure suspicion? Well, not quite. I did vaporize an incriminating computer chip right in front of him. I can see where he would find that suspicious. You're sure he learned nothing from the chip? I'm sure. He injected me as soon as I fired, then left without another word between us. The next people I saw were the brig guards he'd sent to pick me up. Good. There was quite a bit of detail about the Sword of Damocles on that ship. That information already killed Mr. Amara. I don't want to see the same happen to anyone else. I still don't understand your problem. Don't you see, Isaac? Alex believes in the Federation. It's not just a pleasant veneer he plasters over his real choices, his real beliefs. He won't throw it all away if times get desperate enough. Alex Lorak will follow the highest ideals of the Federation, even if it leads him and all the rest of us into the pits of hell. He sounds like the most dangerous sort of man. What are you going to do about him? No. No, Isaac. Don't you see? Alex Lorak is me ten years ago. Before... Before the Loval mission. Before... Before fate. I changed that day, Isaac. You changed for the better. You toughened. You learned. You grew. It hurt, but you grew. No, I didn't. And you know I've never thought so. That was the day I learned what the world is really like. It was the day I learned that the person I was was too big for the world. So I shrank in order to fit myself into reality. Yes, that's it. Reality. You accepted the world that existed and stopped living in one that didn't. That's growth. Maybe someday I can be forgiven for thinking so. But Alex Lorak proves I was wrong. If there's just one person out there who believes, as I once did, that you just do what's right and let the chips fall where they may, one person who isn't, deep down, a traitor to the Federation, then maybe I'm not the crazy one. Maybe it's the rest of the world that's lost touch with reality. How long have we been friends, Lieutenant? Twenty years? Depends whether you count Zed or not. A long time, by any standard. In all those years, you've never stopped surprising me. What? With my naivete? Yes. But not to worry. There will be many chances for us to talk after this is over. For now, do you have the time? Yes. Uh... Zero five fifty five hours. Then for now, stand back. What's happening? The usual.
Lords of Cobol, this is crazy. Is that you, number one? You've never called me that before, sir. Time to start. Come on in. I wonder if the captain ever looked out this window and saw what I see. Saw what, sir? Space dock. It's incredible. You're early, Mr. Lorak. Why don't you have a... You look like hell. Trouble sleeping? You could say that. With all due respect, sir, you don't look so good yourself. I plead the seventh guarantee. You heard? I did. Have the services been scheduled yet? Her will stipulates that the body be buried on the world where she died. Admiral Parker is making the arrangements. I'll be scheduling an onboard memorial service as soon as this... this thing plays itself out. Did she... did she tell you anything about Captain Suresh? The drugs were affecting her memory. She either couldn't or wouldn't say anything about him, except that she knew he was dead. That seems like a convenient failure of her memory. If Captain Cortez killed anyone, a Starfleet officer or anybody else, she had a good reason. You know, a few days ago, the very idea of Starfleet officers killing one another would have appalled you. It still does. But it's been that kind of a week. Speaking of Starfleet officers killing one another, have you read my report? Just finished it. Alex Bevany Rawl, genetically engineered hypno-killer and super-spy. I was standing at the window musing about the insanity of it right before you came in. Do you believe him? I do, sir. I saw the evidence myself. Whatever nanomechs are in his cell nuclei could compromise his free will in exactly the way he describes. What's more, Alex Roll is a Starfleet officer and a shipmate. I owe him my trust as far as I can give it to him for those reasons alone. Do you believe him? No. No, I don't believe a word of it. But I believe you, Lieutenant. Captain Cortez chose you to be a member of this crew. Whatever else I know about her, I know that she was a good judge of... of character. I think I've heard this speech before. I think you have. Then let me just skip to the end. I trust you, Lieutenant, and I trust your instincts. I'll give you the leeway to work with Alex Rawl as you see fit. Just be careful. I don't know what side he is working for. But I suspect the answer is going to surprise us all. Aye, aye, Captain. Don't call me that. Oh, and when you leave, Lieutenant, be sure to thank the Sizemore for sending over another repair team. I know they've been almost overwhelmed with their own repairs after the bombing. Sir? There's no Sizemore repair team aboard right now. We haven't put in a work order for an external repair team in days. Well, tell that to the team I just ran into working on the power conduits on Deck 17. Deck 17? Yeah, Deck 17. Why? The brig. Lorok to the brig. Engineering, this is Dovan. Report. 
We just lost the bioneural relays on decks 16, 17, and 18, Cap. Looks like the base monkey screwed it up again. She was a base monkey not six months ago. Never mind that now. Crewman Adao, confirm power failure deck 17. Confirmed. Something wrong? Get security down there now! Tactical, this is operations. Tactical reads you 5x5 operations. Your status? Code 4 security objective complete. Awaiting orders. I know. We've witnessed power failures from here in the Jeffrey Stoops. How long until their response teams arrive? Estimate 2.5 minutes before Excelsior crew becomes aware of the illicit activity. On the floor, traitors! Excelsior security response in progress. Proceed immediately. Operations out. Get down! Fire out and return fire! Operations? Operations! Gentlemen, it seems our job just became rather more difficult. However, as you all know, this is nothing compared to one of the General's training exercises. Move out. What's going on? Isaac? What about Dovan? How are you going to stop the Sword of Damocles if you don't even talk to As him? As a great man once said, I'm a soldier, not a diplomat. But I will speak with Mr. Dovan. I want you to tell him that. Everything that I said, I meant. I simply cannot allow something so important to be negotiated on his terms. Not with so much at stake. You understand? I... I don't think you should do this. It's only going to make convincing him more difficult. You're not one to make excuses for your moral qualms, old friend. I don't have time to discuss it now. They'll be here. General. Your status? I'm well. My stay here has been rather more productive than anticipated. What took you? Your Lieutenant Yubari caused some difficulties. She must have been a good agent. She still is, just on the wrong side. We should go. Of course, sir. Will Mr. Rawl be accompanying us? No. He's going to deliver a message for me. I understand. Follow me, sir. Isaac! I'll see you soon, Lieutenant. Tactical to operations. Come in, operations. Speak. We've almost reached the meat on site, but we can't get out. The Excelsior has raised shields. Can you fight your way to engineering without inflicting too many casualties on these people? That won't be necessary. One moment. Operations to Renegade. Code 8. Objective complete. Excelsior aft shield generator has been compromised. Energize when ready. Yubari! What's happened? What 
was that explosion? They... They're gone. What? How? We made a mistake. We did? We designed our security to keep one man in. We needed to keep a dozen men out. Roms isn't a soldier, sir. He's a leader. We can't forget that again. How are those coordinates coming, Lorak? Doing our best, sir. Simon, shift sensor resolution to 224. Uh, got it, sir. Lieutenants, Yuvari report. Sir. A moment, Mr. Rawl. I need to find out what the damage is. Nobody under my command was seriously wounded, sir. Brahms' people were using stun, same as we were. I guess that makes them civilized barbarians, doesn't it? Captain! Don't call me that. You have something for me? A message. From Isaac... I mean, from the General. Let's hear it. He still wants... still needs to speak with you about the... the sort of Damocles. Does he? Odd way of showing affection for me. I really don't think his concern is born of affection, sir. I think you're probably right. Do you believe he's telling the truth? I do, sir. Mr. Lorak, what do you... Yes. Then it's decided. Of course, that doesn't change anything right now. We're still bringing him in on two counts of murder. But, sir... Brahms didn't kill Amara and Robbins. I... You were the murder weapon, Mr. Rawl, not the murderer. As far as I'm concerned, you have about as much complicity in this case as a candlestick. Isn't that right, number one? Right. Alex, I have something. Coordinates. Let me... Yes. Yes, this is good, Simon. Real good. Do we have them? Where did they beam to? It looks like... It looks like they beamed into open space. Well, that can't be right. Check the sensor logs. Were any ships in that spot when they beamed out? Shuttlecraft, worker bees, surprisingly conspicuous Romulan warbird? No, there's nothing. How about... Roll, you wouldn't happen to know anything about detecting cloak starships, would you? As a matter of fact, yes, I do. An extension class at the Academy, of course. Of course. Give me a hand. There are a few basic tricks that will allow standard sensors to penetrate a weak cloak. That's basic, is it? There. Give it a try. There we are. Spast, nothing. It's all right, Lieutenant. We couldn't seriously expect a Starfleet vessel to be using a cloaking device. Helm, begin scanning for a warp trail we can follow. Science station. Hold on a minute, sir. Simon, what's the range on our sensors? They're configured to scan for one light year, I think. No, I'm at the minimum range. Uh, 
50 meters? That sounds right. And it would be just enough. Lieutenant? Yes, I've got one cloaked ship holding position right above our engineering hull. It's a tiny little thing, less than half the size of the Defy. They'd be brushing our shields if they got any closer. Clever place to hide. We have them! Mr. Rawl, Ms. Yubari, meet me in the transporter room. Sir, I'm afraid it is my duty as first officer to remind you that your place is on the bridge. I... oh. All right. Taken away, team. Get over there. Bring back bronze. Will do, sir. He has a lot to answer for. A lot to answer for. Mr. Rawl, Ms. Yubari, with me. And this ship has a marine detachment, doesn't it? Time to use it. Yubari, have the meters in transporter room one. Let's move. To be continued. In that episode of Star Trek Excelsior, General Brahms was played by Julian Banks. Simon Westlake was Lee Sands. Crewman Dow, Carla Bandera. Renegade Tactical, William Smagata. Renegade Operations, James Smagata. Executive produced and adapted for audio by James Haney. Co-producer, Alex Keyes. Post-production, Gary Coburn, James Smagata, Mike Hennessy, James Haney. Alex Keyes and Anthony Schaefer. Narrator, Mike Hennessy. Original music by Samuel Gillis. Additional credits available at StarshipExcelsior.com. Special thanks to Mike Mitchell, Michael Hudson, the Excelsior role-playing game, Bravo Fleet, and Gene Roddenberry. Noam Frenchman is intended against Star Trek, which remains the property of CBS Paramount Television. sure to tune in when the Excelsior April Fool's Day episode hits the web next month and be back in September for Golden Things, the stunning conclusion of Season 2. This has been an Excelsior production.